All in favor of skipping the poem. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Allagarma the Podcast. I'm your host, Abdullah, and with me today, introduce yourself, good sir. Hi, my name is Issy the Scribe. Um, full name is Issy Adiola. I'm known as Issy the Scribe because I do spoken word poetry, and I'm also a voice actor and an actor-actor. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because uh, you know when we when we first discussed uh, when we first got when I first got in contact with you, I'm like I had no idea you did voiceover because I discovered your work via YouTube and, and the spoken word stuff was really great, and I'm like, ah, oh, this guy's pretty pretty cool. And then it wasn't like until recently to discover. Oh wait, he's a voice actor. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask, how did you find out I did voiceover? Because I didn't even realize all that stuff on YouTube is really old. So I was just like, wait, how did he find me? I was like, oh, you find me by YouTube. But how did you? How did you? I, find I think out I was I, I was listening to to another podcast. I don't remember the name of it, but like someone mentioned like your name, and he's like, well, there's this guy who does spoken word oh. <laughs> i wonder who said that i was like word gets round i just yeah. <laughs> i just put stuff out on the internet i'm just like ah, i don't know who's gonna find this and then people just find it and then they tell other people and then i mean yeah i mean well it's it's a small world <laughs> yeah that too <laughs> i mean that's the beauty of the internet it's like everyone like especially with the, with the craziness going on right now it's like everyone can connect with anyone at any time they want and yeah it's just so crazy <laughs> tell me about it it's a small world that's getting smaller because <laughs> of the digital age like that's that's a it's a good thing and a bad thing in some ways yeah i mean but i mean it's good because you know i've managed to talk to a lot of really wonderful people within the industry but it's also bad because well, you know, once something's out up there, it's up there. <laughs> it's up there forever. <laughs> yeah, but to echo your point, yeah, definitely just finding and connecting with people, you know, via the socials or actually mostly via the socials. Like, I didn't even think you could make friends on Instagram. And I've actually made friends with some pretty cool people who are also in VO. Um, like, Elle Newlands became my friend before she became Elle Newlands, the big video game voice actress and we were a while back and i was like oh she's a pretty cool chick and then she just kind of blew up i was like oh gosh i'm so proud of you oh oh l yeah yeah, she, yeah she, i remember when that when that uh horizon trailer dropped like her twitter account like explode just erupted everywhere like i was like yeah like I think it happened the same thing with like uh, the other voice actors. Like once you once your name is attached to that game, you're like you're, they're gonna like come forward. And they're fuck. coming for you, baby. <laughs> they will flood your DMs. They will send you emails. They will mail you stuff, even though you don't know how they found your address. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I think uh, what was it? Kari Walgren posted something really like that creeped me out on Twitter, where she's like, "Yeah, we love <laughs> like we love." SVO folk love interacting with people on social media and whatnot, but please don't send this stuff to our home address. That's just too creepy, please. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rob Paulson echoed something similar where he got something from, I think it was Uzbekistan, and he was like, my parents cannot find my house. How do you, who lives in this far remote country, know my address and know to send this to me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
it's yeah, uh, it happens. Not when you're a voice actor who who blows up like that, it happens. Well, I mean, unless you're like Nika Futterman or Corey Burton, then you've pretty much mastered the art of hiding. Hiding. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Corey Burton is a hermit. My goodness, nobody can find him and Frank Welker. They're both just. It's like seeing a Bigfoot if you manage to find them. Yeah, no, no. I mentioned that when I interviewed Nika is that, you know, she's like, you know, Corey's like me. He's a hider. And I'm like, well, I mean, every time I, I see Corey Burton, I automatically think of Bigfoot because there's like so little footage of him that actually exists. <laughs> and every time I see him, I'm like, that ain't real. <laughs> no, it's like, that's not Corey. That's an imposter. <laughs> different species. <laughs> no, but I mean... I, I mean, the, the wonderful thing about well, I mean, I wouldn't say wonderful, but like one of the one of the few positives of of the of this whole Corona situation is that, you know, it was great seeing people like you would normally see at conventions doing virtual cons. Like it was nice seeing like Frank Welker yeah. and Peter Cullen doing virtual cons and and Corey Burton doing like voiceover panels and. And showing up at Transformers convention appearances, I'm like, holy shit! You know, you know, the world has gone to shit when Corey Burton is showing up at, <laughs> at Transformers yep. conventions. <laughs> He's like, that's the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the hearts will not stop flowing on his Instagram story when that happens. Like, <laughs> that's it. It's over. Same, same with Frank Welker, who people hardly ever see. So, um, if I've actually tuned into a couple of these, um, one with Rob Paulson, who I'm very fortunate to be friends with on Instagram, and then another with Jim Cummings. So I was like, you know what? This is the closest thing I'm gonna get to Comic-Con. So just take it for what it is, enjoy it, post the odd comment every now and again, and just like, yeah, just enjoy this. Yeah, no, no, I remember uh, talking to, meeting Gray Delisle and, and Kari Walgren at like a virtual thing and i'm like i know it costs a lot of money but it was so worth it <laughs> like because those ladies are like i mean that's the closest i'm gonna get to meeting those ladies in in these times anyway so there you go yeah yeah did, did you do quite a lot of traveling before all this happened kind of thing oh uh, yeah we used to uh, me and the family used to travel a lot and now we can't anymore so <laughs> it's killing me <laughs> it's killing all of us like everyone just wants out. Like everyone just wants to like get the vaccine, get get the hell out of Dodge, and just never yep. look back. <laughs> never look back. Yeah, I finally managed to do a booking for my first shot, which is happening next month. Just today, I was like, today, finally, okay. Because all my friends who are in their forties, they were getting jabbed left, right, and center, and I'm just like, when is it gonna be my turn? What? Come on. So now it's finally happening, thank God. <laughs> like, oh, and it's so frustrating because I remember talking to one of my friends uh, via a virtual con because I'm like, you know what, I don't, I don't have the chance to talk to her personally because she's been very busy with you know voice work and whatnot. So I was like, I'll just say hi via virtual cons, and I, and I remember just telling her like during the the, the con meeting. Like I, I am at that point where I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I can't get to mm-hmm. it. <laughs> that is harsh. That is harsh. It's coming though. I mean, it's like you were telling me. I don't. It's taken so long in your neck of the woods to just get the second vaccine. I'm like, that's way too long. And here in the UK, we've we're kind of on this very slow road to recovery. Things are kind of opening up now. Um, people can eat in restaurants. Most of our elderly population have all been vaccinated twice, 
and now it's slowly trickling down. So I'm just like, okay, I can see hope. I'm just praying we don't have another spike. I pray that we don't have another lockdown because we've had like three or four or something like that. And the last one we had was so brutal, like four months, just four months lockdown. And I was just like, kill me now. I'm just yeah. praying nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, no, every time I think I tell this to my therapist, like every time I think every every time I look at the new at the current news here and think, oh, man, we screwed up badly. I look at the UK and I'm like, no, we did it right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we should know better. We should honestly know better. And yet, here we are. But, you know, things are things are kind of looking up now. Things are kind of slowly opening and i'm just kind of very tentatively putting one foot in front of the other and you know i'm trying to move out of london to so i can be closer to family so i'm just like please don't let another lockdown happen please let me find some place to live so i can be close before <laughs> we have another lockdown god willing we won't yeah i hope so i hope not because like it's just it's horrifying i i couldn't even like when we went to full lockdown back in like May of last year, I couldn't handle it. Like I couldn't handle a month of full lockdown. I can't imagine dealing with four. Like I, I, I just can't. I would have like right, lost right. my mind. It was it was ridiculous. Like so many people. Um, like Christmas was essentially canceled. It was it wasn't canceled, and then they promised it wouldn't be canceled. And at the last minute, it was just canceled. And it was like, thanks, Boris. Great. <laughs> so, so it was just. Uh... I'm just glad that last year is just where it is now. Just yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to the day we can we can go to conventions again. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> oh god, I mean <laughs> again going back to to virtual cons. I remember just telling telling my friend like I miss the conventions, and I think I mentioned this in another recent episode. I'm like I I am being I'm getting nostalgic over waiting in line for an autograph. <laughs> Even just waiting in a queue so you could see Jess Harnell or someone is like, yeah, I, even that, even the inconveniences of being in a sweaty cosplay costume in line, even those things, even those little things you miss. No, no, because I remember um, back in 2018, I had met like Nolan North and Fred Tadishore at like a local con. And, nice. And like at, at a in typical, Kuwait? Yeah, in Kuwait. It was it was Kuwait Comic Con 2018. Awesome. And, and in typical fashion, like we had to wait like an hour or two for them to show up at the table. But like what I can't I can't tell you like how surreal it was like showing up, you know, going back to, you know, because like they weren't there when I first showed up. And I'm like, OK, I'll just get my I'll get the right ticket because apparently the person working there was uh, gave me the wrong ticket the wrong admissions and i'm like oh god damn it i gotta now i gotta go back and and get this fixed and and then when i got back and i saw that they were you know there in the flesh it's just like such a surreal yeah such a surreal moment and i have said this many many times but um frat tatashore is like the sweetest human being you will ever meet and i refuse to speak Mm -hmm. ill ill, ill of him Mm-hmm. I, I want he doesn't know me yet but I just every time I see him I just call him Uncle Fred he just looks like that that cool crazy uncle who can just bear hug you till you break your ribs but he's just the sweetest sweetest man that you've ever seen like I'm just like <laughs> I want to meet Uncle Fred I want to meet Uncle Fred because um, I saw him on um, virtual BlizzCon um, this year 
um, earlier this year, and it was, I was just like, uh, gosh, what a, just what a legend, you know? Um, he's like, he's the Hulk, but he also does, he's, re that's just like a quarter of what the man can do in terms of his talent. So he, he's another guy I want to meet um, in terms of voice actor, voice acting royalty. Yeah, no, he's he was he was a sweet guy, and like going up to to his table was a lot of fun because like he was nice to everybody. He wasn't a jerk to to to, to a single person. He just seemed like happy to be there. He wasn't like an obligation for him, and and he will have like a conversation with you about like the the weirdest stuff, and it will it won't it won't uh, <laughs> it won't seem like it, it it won't seem like it's hindering him in any way, and. And Nolan North is Nolan North. Like, he's a showman from, from start to yep. finish. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah you, I concur. I very much concur. I met, I didn't meet him. I saw, I watched him on an interview at um, Comic-Con in London quite a few years back. And he was very thorough. I wanted to, he just, the way he explains stuff, he's just very, very thorough. But he is very much a showman, as you say. And I was just like, geez, what a dude. What a dude. <laughs> No, he's a, he's a funny dude. I love the fact that he does not, does not take himself seriously. And I'm like, we need more of that in the world. We need more people who <laughs> don't take themselves seriously and just have fun with the, just have fun, like yes. just have fun. You do silly voices for a living. It's not it's not that deep. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, uh, who was the who was the first ever voice actor you met at a con, like ever ever uh, ever. Um... No, it was it was Nolan and and Fred. Like those were the okay. first first ones ever. Because I I remember going to Comic Con, uh, San Diego Comic Con in two thousand nine, but I didn't get a chance to meet every any anyone there because it was just, you know, Even. it was just crowded and you just couldn't get a, in, in a world in a word edgewise and like it it was just like, God, it's it's such a big convention center, but like it's hard to find anything there and it's like I can imagine yeah and 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 you see people like you get like little glimpses of people but he, like it's just uh, uh i did I get to, i did i was lucky enough to get um a glimpse of mark hamill at an autograph table so there you go <laughs> what no one well no wonder you're gonna get a word in edgewise mark hamill was there he shut the place down <laughs> i know because i like london <laughs> Because I, I was like, why is this area crowded? And I'm like, I look at the table and I'm like, holy shit, that's Mark Hamill. <laughs> there you go. The Joker was in the house. Of course it was crowded. <laughs> and it was like a long line. And it wasn't moving. That's what's scary about it. It wasn't even moving. It I'm wasn't like, moving. Yeah, yeah, it was just like this long line that was taking up this entire hall. And I'm like, why isn't this moving? I'm like, and it's Mark Hamill. And he's like just having a conversation with someone. I'm like. Holy shit. Yep. Like, We're going to be here a while, <laughs> but it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it to say hi to Luke Skywalker and the Joker. <laughs> no. And this was like, I understand why it was big because it was 2000. It was summer of 2009. Like this was before Batman Arkham Asylum dropped. And this was like his big comeback as the Joker. And that's why people were wow. just like crazy. Like they want to talk to him because they're like, oh man, you're back as Joker after all these years. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes total, total sense to me. Um, I think I met, the first met Jessica DeChico and Hinden, Hinden Welch and Jessica DeChico. Um, they were the first ones I'd ever met. And I was a Comic-Con noob. I knew about it. My brother went because he's into arts and comics. He's a huge um, comic book geek and he does animation. But I was just like, ah, I don't know about this Comic-Con stuff. And then I was like, wait, there's an LA voice actor in town and I can meet her. 
okay, let's go. And then I went and I was just sensory overload. I was just like nostalgia overload, sensory overload, all the things. I was just like, holy crap, this is the closest I can be to being in Toontown and Roger Rabbit, basically, because everyone is here. And I was just loving it. So I got to meet Hinden, who's really, really lovely. And then another one I came to later, I met Jessica and we actually had a combo. And I was just like, she was so sweet, so, so lovely, very engaging. And I was like, yeah, I, okay, lots of, I hope all the voice actors are like this. This is wonderful. Oh, no, I'm so jealous now because I really wanted to meet Jessica DiCicco because she's like on the on the list of, of people I want to meet because she's just really amazing. And mm-hmm. just I I'm just glad that she's had a career resurgence over the past couple of years with Adventure Time and Loud House. And now it's Pony. So there you go. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's Pony. She is in that. Very, yeah, she's doing she's doing well. That girl. <laughs> yeah. And 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 I'm kind of sad because I just found out like recently that she was doing she was on cameo and I'm like oh man I missed my chance to get a cameo from <laughs> <laughs> oh wait she was and now she isn't or is... she she was she is on cameo but like her page is like she's not accepting any more requests so it's like oh ah okay yeah <laughs> dang it it's bad for us but it's good for her in that regard you know it's a, it's a good problem to have <laughs> yeah no no but I mean. Well, I mean, speaking of like Toontown, Roger Rabbit. I mean, does does Christopher Lloyd count as a as a voice actor? Because I met him at um, Dubai <laughs> Comic Con. <laughs> Whoa! I mean, I mean, he could very well be. I don't know a lot about his voice acting credits, but just for his screen presence, he might as well be. You know, he just got so much character and energy. You know, as Judge Doom. <laughs> but you met him. That's so cool. I was the only one. I was kind of sad because I was the only one with the Roger Rabbit copy for him to sign. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> how do you not know? How do they not know Roger Rabbit in Dubai? What? <laughs> What's that all about? No, I mean, it was because every, everyone was there just for Back to the Future. Like everyone was like Back to the Future stuff, Back to the Future, because that's what, what he's known for the most. But I'm like, there was like one guy next next to me who had like an Adams Family Blu-ray, and I'm like, okay, cool, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, he was in that. <laughs> yeah, and I was, and I mean, I bought like two copies. I mean, I bought like a, a copy of um the all the all the Back to the Future movies on Blu-ray and and the a Roger Rabbit Blu-ray. And I, when I noticed like everyone was getting him to sign Back to the Future stuff, I'm like, you know what? I'll just get him to sign Roger Rabbit because no one else is getting him to <laughs> sign Roger Rabbit. <laughs> and plus, I'm sure like, he was very appreciative of that, actually. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, he's actually very shy, which is kind of oh, weird. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a very shy man. But, um, you know, very private, very, you know, reserved. And, you know, he... But, but I mean, you wouldn't know it from his acting, so... <laughs> no, okay. So he's just one of those guys who is very much on when he's on camera, like he can yeah. just bring it. He goes from not to 60 on camera, but then when the cameras are off, he, he likes to be by himself. He's very much that introverted. Person. Yeah. I can yeah. totally, I see that. I see yeah, that. Yeah. Funny enough, he's actually, I don't know if you know this, but he's going to be in a Roger Rabbit esque show on HBO max. It's called tuned out. Um, it's coming. I don't know when it's going to drop, but it's been announced on HBO max. It's kind of in development. So he plays a psychiatrist and there's Looney Tunes characters and Tex Avery characters that pop up and Robert Zemeckis is at the helm directing. So that's as close as we're going to get to Roger Rabbit 2 at the moment. 
Well, I mean, because uh, it, it was a movie that, you know, speaking of Roger Rabbit in general, not, and this is now a Roger Rabbit podcast, deal with it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, it, it's it's so weird looking back at this movie and thinking, like, it can only – it how it even happened to begin with because, like, Warner Brothers and Disney freaking hate each other. And, and yep. the fact that – and the fact that they – that there was a period in time where they were okay with with showing Bugs Bunny and and Mickey Mouse in the same scene was just yeah like they collaborated yeah it still blew my mind like to this day like that scene blew my mind it, it was a short cameo but like holy crap <laughs> yeah and it will never happen again um if I contracted they were Bugs and Mickey were to have exactly the same number of lines and this exact number of amount of screen time contracted even then so i was like wow because they were the two biggest stars and that will never happen again <laughs> it's like there you go and the daffy and 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 donald scene i hope you enjoyed that because it ain't happening again yep <laughs> now it's in a time capsule you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> but no that that's such a great movie and um I, I didn't even know that they were working on a spiritual successor i guess is the word i know that there yeah. was i know that there was a sequel roger rabbit platoon or something i don't and, and yeah. it's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah roger rabbit 2 working title <laughs> and then it just never picked up any steam and was just like pushed the wayside yeah but i mean it's 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 nice to to see that the, that they're at least doing something with that concept i get I mean lord knows that that streaming platform is desperate for content and we need <laughs> content <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because the the, the the pandemic ain't over yet baby keep it coming <laughs> yeah i know it's like every time like i see a trailer for a movie saying only in theaters yeah only in theaters for a short while how long before it drops on on a streaming service <laughs> yep how long before i see this on youtube because <laughs> that's where all the movies are going or netflix or whatever uh, it's just it's weird i just hope that this pandemic does not kill cinema that was what also one of my biggest concerns because so much of that cinema revenue is just gone it's just now it's in streaming sites which is kind of a lifesaver but i still like the experience of going into a dark room with popcorn and just suspending my disbelief for an hour and a half and i just hope that that doesn't go away you know because of this situation I'm just sad, like um, uh, uh, that uh, one of the big theaters in LA recently closed down because of the pandemic. I'm like, oh, I was just real sad. I... Like I, I didn't it. have a, I mean, I didn't have a chance to go there, but um, you know, seeing people talk about their memories as kids going there and and what it meant to them, and now it's like doesn't exist anymore. It's just like, oh god, it's so heartbreaking. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, a lot of that is happening, even with a lot of department stores here in the UK. Um, like one, there's a department store called Debenhams, which my mom used to visit when she was alive. And it was one of her favorite stores, liquidated because of the pandemic, kaput. And I was like, whoa, like I used to have lunch with my mom in the store and now it's poof, just gone. So there's a lot that's been happening economically on that side, on on the side of the world here as well, unfortunately. Um I'm hoping that it can recover in some way, but I don't. I think that's going to be a while off. We, at the moment, we're just kind of working on getting everyone jabbed up and protected as possible, and then we can kind of start to rebuild the economy in some way. 
No, uh, it's it's funny you mentioned Debenhams because I remember like when we um, when we would go to the UK during <laughs> during the summer, like my mother would my mother would always like drag us there. It's like oh Debenhams, Debenhams. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 that type of store, and I did not know that they liquidated. I'm like oh man, that that sucks because I have because yep. I have memories of my because I have a lot of memories as a teenager going <laughs> to going there in the UK and just like. I like their food court. It was a nice food yeah, court. Yeah, same. <laughs> it was a nice food court. You know, because I wasn't really shopping for clothes because I couldn't, as a teenager, I couldn't afford their clothes. But the food was good. Yeah, I always liked their food court. I, I kind of miss stores um, having decent food courts, but that's not here or there. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, no, but I mean, it, it's. Like the more I think about it, the more I don't know if if and like the the return to normalcy thing that everyone keeps harping on about is going to be like a slow process. I can already tell, and I don't know when we're going to be back to fully normal. Maybe like in two or three years at this point. I don't know. If yeah, yeah, that's a very that's a very real possibility, you know, because I don't. People are not sort of rushing out. I mean, people are rushing out to fill pubs because they haven't been to the pub in ages but they're not jam-packed in pubs it's not like heaving so that kind of capacity isn't going to happen for a while which means that you know being in a big sweaty convention hall is not going to happen for a while as well (laughs) it pains me to say this (laughs) no um it's hilarious because i looked at some some convention, some conventions announcing that they're going to be like, oh, we're going to be doing this in the fall and whatnot, or, or December or, or September. And I'm like, are you sure about that? Because <laughs> you know, with the way things yeah. are, <laughs> I don't know. Too soon. I, I don't know. I don't know. Just kind of watching and waiting. Yeah, because I, I I remember like someone talking about like them wanting to go to like a convention in in october and i'm like are you sure about that i don't know if like you know that would be the the best idea i know everyone's sick of this pandemic and i know everyone is just wants to go back to conventions but with the way with the way people act and with the whole anti-vax bullshit that's going on and and just like with with a lot of stories of i mean we've seen horror stories of cons being held during the pandemic and how terrible they they handled it so it's like are you sure you want to you sure we're ready for this because um i don't know yeah it's i think slow and steady is the best approach to all of this just because and also with the i think like jan johns was saying on your podcast you know with data and science you know the goalposts keep shifting because we're getting new information you know and you know there's this new strain that's come out in india so we we have to deal with that as well um, so I think it's going to be a very slow road to recovery. Um, I'm glad that we are making some steps and things are opening up. And I, like I saw my family members just last week, which was such a blessing um, just to see my favorite uncle and his family. It was just like, oh, God, I can touch humans. That was that was just so, yeah, just it did my soul a world of good. So it's like it's good that that sort of stuff can happen as well but yeah it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a while gotta be a while (laughs) (laughs) 
And until then, we got Zoom and Netflix and social media and whatnot. <laughs> why, why, ha- why have meaningful conversations when you can go on Twitter and look at like oh. all this stuff for an hour? <laughs> <laughs> I just wish we could just uh, cancel Twitter. Just cancel Twitter! Ah! I have a, a hate-hate relationship. I have a dislike-hate relationship with Twitter. Um, and a like-hate relationship with Instagram. Just social media in general is just... I have a tenuous relationship with that entity. Because on the one hand, I see the benefits. You know, I've managed to meet some amazing people on it. Um, but at the same time, man, it just... It does a number on your mental health and your confidence and whatnot. And just like, ugh. Is this going to peak at some point? Because I don't think it has. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, if you've listened to, to, to previous episodes and whenever the topic of social media comes up, I always say this, but it's so true. I, if I if I didn't have to promote the show, I wouldn't be on social media at all. I would just be like, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Sit. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, because cause, um, it's, it's, it's a necessary evil. And I, mm-hmm. I learned the hard way years ago when I first started this podcast where it's like, you know, I really like doing this thing. How can I promote it? And someone was like, well, you got to be on social media. And I'm like, I don't want to be on social media. Well, you have to because people <laughs> use that, you know, people use that and that's how you market yourself. And I'm like, really, really? Mm-hmm. I, I don't like Twitter. It doesn't make me happy. I don't feel like I'm a Twitter makes me angry <laughs> <laughs> a lot. <laughs> like, I don't feel happy doing this. Is there another way I can contact people? Let them know. No. 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 <laughs> Sorry. This is the only way. Yeah. I same same here with being an actor, poet, voice actor, even a zoologist. At some point, I don't know if I mentioned that earlier, but if it weren't for the fact that I I work in the creative field, I would not bother with social media. It's like. Okay, I guess I gotta use this, and I gotta find out how I, I can make it work for me, and how I can enjoy it. Um, oddly enough, TikTok, um, which I've also joined against my better judgment, um, <laughs> I'm also finding weirdly that there's aspects of it I actually really like in terms of making stuff and using the creative part of my brain. But my God, it takes so long. Like I remember when TikTok was when I first discovered it last year. And I was just like, it takes ages just to edit one video. How do people just do a bunch of stuff and blow up? This is, ugh. But then, yeah, there's also parts of it that I also enjoy. So I'm, I have ideas for content with regards to voice acting and poetry, even though there's loads of voice actors on, on, on it. But yeah, like you say, it's a necessary evil in some capacity. I just, I can't be bothered to learn another one which comes up down the pike. There's another one called Shake. I don't know if you've heard of it, that that have contacted me and i'm like you know what no just no i have to put a cap on this i am not learning another social media platform just going no i remember my cousin was like hyping up clubhouse is like oh clubhouse is going to be the future clubhouse is going to be the future it's only hot for a week only hot (laughs) for a week can you hear me rolling my eyes Do you hear that? You hear that? That's the sound of me rolling my eyes. Because, because I remember he, because my my cousin, you know, has this like you know segment on this like local radio show here, and and where he talks about finances and whatever, what have you. And he was like, 
you know, we got to look at the, the trends of social media and like the biggest thing's going to be the next big thing's going to be tick, uh, not TikTok, clubhouse. The clubhouse is going to be the next big thing. And I'm like, I, I was just, I remember like when, when, when me and my brother were driving and listening to that, I'm like, are you, are you, are you for real, dude? Are you for real? I like, I wanted to call in and I'm like, are you for real, dude? <laughs> I was like, this guy sounds pretty angry. He's pretty anti clubhouse. Jeez. <laughs> no, because I don't, I don't like this idea. Like, here's the thing. Like, I've said this before, but um, I don't know if I've said this before specifically, but I don't like it when. I don't like it when people try to sell me stuff. I really don't. I don't blame I, you. I don't like listening to. That's why I'm so against like having sponsors and 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 trying to make money off this thing. I'm like, I just want to do this for fun. Like, why can't we do stuff for fun? Why can't yeah. we just have conversations anymore? Why does everything have to be like, oh, how much? Like, because I got an email from someone, like, I'm this uh, from someone's representatives, and so asking me about like, how many numbers do you have? How many oh, like how many listeners and do you make money off this thing? I'm like, oh god, I don't want to talk about this. This is like <laughs> such such like like you want like you want to be nice and say, well, I have X amount of downloads and whatnot. But but the, but the truth is, like, it doesn't mean anything to me. I just I just love having conversations with people, especially during during this this crappy pandemic, and I just want to put something out there that. Um, that people can enjoy like nice. people can enjoy or just like listen to as background noise. I don't care. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've really enjoyed a lot of your episodes that I've listened to. Um, uh, so many, the, the voice actors that I know and the ones that I don't or who I've just heard of, you know, just even just hearing the banter and the, the conversation and how naturally it flows. I was just like, go, I go for a walk and I click this on. I'm like, Oh, I really, really enjoying this. Um, if I, you had Dave Fenoy on one of your earliest episodes. Oh boy! Just, yeah, no, not that one. What? Oh, God. are you? What is it? The audio quality you're cringing about, or is it what? Because I was gonna say something positive about it. Oh no! It was it was two things. Two biggest takeaways of that episode. One, the audio quality was shit because we were recording at Skype uh, on Skype during the time, and it was during with Pamela, and Pamela is just an awful, awful program to use to record <laughs> audio. So it's that's why it sounds like really low quality and trash. And and during the recording, and I and I and I hate myself for not editing this out, but you can hear this in the final episode. Uh, my co-host Tom's dogs start barking. Oh, no. and, and and when when that happened, my face was like, <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> not now, Tom. Not now. Shut up, pooch. Go away. <laughs> no, because and I was still green at the time. Like that was like 2013. And I was like, so oh, green. Gosh. I just I just don't like listening to that anymore. <laughs> oh, but that's 2013. I think I just graduated from my master's then i wasn't even a voice actor at the time um but what i was going to mention with regards to dave was he was the first person he was the first guy i did a, a voiceover workshop for acting in video games actually i did a weekend workshop with him he came over quite a few years back so he was one of the first people where i was like oh there's this big name voice actor and i'm learning kind of from him about the tricks of the trade and how to kind of embody these characters so that was like oh He's got Dave on. I know Dave as well. So 
And also, I wanted to ask with the name of your podcast, what's the origin of that, of Hello, Gavna? <laughs> what's the origin of the name of this podcast? <laughs> okay, so um, I mentioned this in, in another episode, but it's called that because... When we when I was workshopping titles with someone, I was just like putting out random names. I was just like throwing out a, like a lot of random names to see like what which 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 one would stick, and Elo Elo was one of them. And the guy like when he heard that, I'm like, I like that. That is the one you should go with. <laughs> and I'm glad I did, because I learned that one of the best marketing tools for your podcast is to give it a nonsense name. That way people don't know what they're getting into and they're like, oh, what is this? I'm interested nice. now. <laughs> nice. I have no idea what this is about, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> so I'm glad I went oh, with that. Oh, that's really cool. I am. That's really clever. And, I was just uh, like, <laughs> when I saw your email, I was just like, hello, governor. I've never heard of this. <laughs> what, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's about voice acting. That's an interesting name. How, where did, how did that come about? <laughs> And also, like, back when I was 22 years old, like, I started back in when I was um, back in 2012, like, the idea for this came. And I was a huge fan of regular show, and they had an episode called. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that episode. That, was, that is the exact episode that was playing in my head because of the name of this podcast. <laughs> Where Rigby gets chased by this murderous car that goes, Hello, Gavna. That is the episode. <laughs> Oh my word! Uh, it has like one of my favorite jokes in the entire series that I I'm sad never gets quoted, but it's like when he's getting chased towards the end and he's like, and the tax is like, "Hello, governor!" and Rigby screams out, "I'm no governor!" <laughs> it's the funniest shit. Oh gosh! <laughs> I I've only seen that episode once, but it's always stuck with me. Just this the car that had that line. And it was just ridiculous. Voiced uh, by Mark Hamill, so there you go. <laughs> oh, there, there you go. There you go. I love regular soap. So that show was great. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> it was weird as it was weird AF, but I got into it so much. No, no, I was huge into regular show back when, in my twenties, but now it's like I'm in my thirties, and I'm like, and and it, and there was a point in my time, point in time where I um rewatch the show and i'm like does has this aged well you know i remember this being really good back in my 20s is this aged well but my god the, the writing on that show was so good and it stood stood the test of time and like it's one of those shows like the older i get the more i appreciate it like even with its problems i i, I appreciate it a lot more as i get older because i'm like yeah we were all mordecai and rigby at some point <laughs> <laughs> yeah 20-something-year-old slackers not knowing what we were doing with our lives. Yeah, just and doing so... jobs that we hated. That was Yeah, that was me in my 20s in Starbucks. First job I had out of college. Oh, God, Starbucks. That, that must have been awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got bored within three months, and I ended up staying for three years because I just did not know what I wanted to do with my life at the time. But I figured it out, thankfully. No, it's it's funny because I think I mentioned this on tw I think on Twitter I said like you know rewatching regular show uh, watching regular show in my twenties I related a lot to Mordecai and Rigby but watching it in my thirties I relate more to Benson. <laughs> <laughs> because you're employing people who are like Mordecai and Rigby. 
No, because, I feel for you. Because Benson is a lot older and he's a lot wiser and you can understand where he's coming from. Because as, as a 22-year-old, I'm like, man, Benson is a jerk. But then as a 30-year-old, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, Mordecai and Rigby are kind of jerks. Yeah, and it's just like they're just messing this guy around. Poor Benson. <laughs> no, it's it's really great. And I, and I really i am happy that Close Enough saw the light of day and is like... Yes. You know, it's such it's, a... It, such an underrated show. Such an underrated mm-hmm. show. It's got a second season now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's got a, se- a second season and um they're renewed for a third, but I I kind of wish like it was bigger cuz I I like god, we need more adult animation that isn't just like edge lord humor. And I'm like this yeah. is what I want. I want like if you're going to do a comedy, do a comedy that I can like that's that's not filthy for the sake of being filthy. I'm I'm tired. Yes. Of, I'm tired of edgelord humor. I really am. Interesting. What does that word mean, edgelord? I've heard it used a lot on the internet. I mean, it's just like, you know, try hard, I guess. Like try hard, shock value. Oh, humor. right. Being a being a shock jock, just being yeah. gross for the sake of being yeah. gross. Okay. Cuz I don't like. It. I mean, it's fine in doses, but like I can't imagine like being I hate the idea that something has to be like really gross for and try hard for adults to enjoy it. When it's like I I, I don't want to watch like this yeah. for like I'm so tired of edge lord humor. I really am. I'm just like you know I'm I'm not a knocking up. I'm not knocking a lot of the shows because hell I mean I, there are some episodes of Family Guy that I enjoy, but like I don't. I, I yeah. don't, just because like I enjoy some episodes of Family Guy, I'm not like every show has to be like Family Guy, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Because that show is teeming with Edgelord humor. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> it's got Edgelord humor and droves. <laughs> and sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's like, you know, it feels like it's trying too hard. It's to, to, yeah. yeah, it's just like, why are you doing this? It's like, was, that in, was that necessary, really? Yeah, but I mean, close enough is real great because it like balances out. Like there are some gross jokes, but they but they aren't like mm-hmm. over the top, and you know, it's it's a lot of fun. And and if you haven't watched it, go go watch it. <laughs> oh, I've watched it. It's a lot of fun. Um, I was just like, okay, Mordecai's voice is coming out of this dude's mouth, and I was like, oh, it's JG Quintel. It's the same guy. <laughs> but it's it's really fun, and I'm looking forward to the second season. I think it has dropped on Netflix. I think I'm not sure yet. <laughs> I mean, it's on HBO Max if you're in the states. So <laughs> HBO Max is not available in the UK. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Because last year, this is another reason why 2020 sucked. Because HBO Max had a Looney Tunes revival and Harley Quinn, an adult series, and I couldn't watch any of it. It's almost like you're daring me to do- illegally download this from the <laughs> internet. What is wrong with you people? Get your shit in this country. <laughs> yeah, I know. Here it's even worse. Here it's like, you know, it's either if I want to watch something legally, it's either on Netflix or not at all. <laughs> I was just like, come on. There's no reason why we can't have HBO. Because we have Game of Thrones, but that's usually on cable to Sky. Um, there's quite a lot of HBO shows that are here, that I'm, but we don't have HBO Max. And we have Disney+. Plus. We got Amazon, so you know it's like, come on, what are you waiting for? You got money to be made. I want to watch cartoons. Yeah, and come it on, sucks. And it, and it sucks that um, if you, 
it sucks that with Amazon Prime here, it's like you know you can only watch like the original shows, so and that's it. <laughs> like you. Know, oh really? Yeah. It was here. It's like, yeah, oh. we fi- we finally got Amazon Prime, but you can only watch Amazon Prime originals. <laughs> <laughs> Psych. <laughs> I mean, they've done great stuff. I mean, Invincible was just like the best show. Of of the past, I've heard good things about that. Oh, it's really good, really, really good. Adult se- an adult animated series that's not a comedy, and oh, oh shit, people actually like it. Who knew? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because most ad- adult animated series are pretty much yeah, they're all comedies. Um, I mean, you've got Love, Death, and Robots, which is not a comedy, but which I've also heard amazing things about. But yeah, for the most part, if they're not making people laugh or if they're not made for children, they don't tend to be done for any serious value. Yeah, that's why I'm like, you know, more people. That's why I advocate that more people watch Primal because I'm like, that show is just. Yes. Gendy Tartakovsky. Gosh. I mean, I haven't even seen the, the last season of Samurai Jack and. I've just I've just seen bits on YouTube. He's like, where am I gonna find this thing? But my goodness, the man can create a series. Gendy Tolikovsky, he is just brilliant. And then I saw Primal, and I'm like, okay, this guy is on another level. Yeah, um, with with Gendy, I feel like what I mean. People overuse the word genius a lot. I, I rarely use genius to describe anyone because I think that's an overused term and. And people just use it to describe people that they like, and I, I don't like that. But Gendy really is a genius when it comes to when it comes to story beats, storyboarding, being able to tell a story without a single piece of dialogue is just oh yes. <laughs> I mean, in terms of a si- like you have silent comedians, but he's a silent he's a silent artist in many ways. He can just tell a story with pictures. And have that story just move you and impact your soul in ways without words. And it's just moving characters that you care about. I'm just like, how does this guy do this? Yeah, no, I remember like when Samurai Jack season five dropped back in 2017. I I remember that he did a panel talking about it and him going through the storyboards of the opening scene and hearing him describe it is just, oh my God, like you did not leave a single detail out. It's just amazing. It's like, oh my God, get this man to do all the shows. All the yes. shows. <laughs> all the shows. <laughs> just give him everything. Give, just give him everything. Gosh. I wanted to ask, in Kuwait, is the voice actor scene, what's that like? Is it quite um... big? God, here it's it's not because because here it's like there's no creative scene at all. It's just like business, and you know it's either like oh, uh, it's either public sector or private sector, and that's it. Like you know, there, if you want to be an actor or any any, if you want to go to art school, then you better go stateside or in the UK or anywhere else because right. there is nothing that there's nothing here for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. that, okay, that makes sense. Which sucks. It really does. Yeah, which is actually weird because you have, like in Abu Dhabi, they have you know the Warner Brothers, um, Warner Brothers World, I think it's called. Um, and then in, but Dubai is actually very, 
it's a very rich nation and you know yeah in terms of kind of like my uncle calls it stupid money it's just like you divide as stupid money in the terms of the kind of the stuff that they make so in terms of like i'm actually quite surprised that they don't have that much of an entertainment um sector yeah no but because here it's like you know we we're more fans of of celebrating other people's work than we are creating our own work and i think that's just really dumb because it's like you know we we should have our own entertainment <laughs> industry but we don't and and it sucks mm. and and you look at dubai where they have like all this money but they're all putting it into like promoting other people's work you know western right. or anime or, or what have you and i'm like you know why aren't you using this to promote your own stuff is your own stuff do you not have faith that that's going to draw in people i don't know like i i would love to be a corporate executive for one day to to know what what the um what that mindset is like because <laughs> <laughs> you know, because yeah, a lot of decisions just don't make sense to me. It's like, why are you putting in effort into buying all these licenses just for the sake to build a theme park? It's like, come on. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that, actually. That makes sense. Because <laughs> I know uh, Ben 10 is huge in, in, this, in, 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 in Dubai. Like, that is a huge show over there, which is... <laughs> Well, kind of odd because you know, it's because um over in the states and the uk and everywhere else it's kind of like eh it's like a, it's popular but it's not crazy popular yeah. like it is in the in, in the uae i don't know why it's so popular there why it, why it just why it has its own exclusive ride over there it's like come on wow yeah that's amazing like it had its run like when it was new it had its run and everyone every kid was super into it but now it's like we know about it but it's not like crazy popular like the way you describe it and it's also puzzling how certain properties are more popular in other countries than they are in the countries that they were first conceived that's just that's just odd to me but everywhere has a fan base i guess there's a fan base for everything oh yeah top cat is ridiculously huge in mexico so much yes so. Don so. Gato. <laughs> So much so that they produced two animated movies about mm -hmm. about Top Cat, and I'm like, how, <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, you know what else is big in uh, well in Brazil actually? Woody Woodpecker is big in Brazil, super popular. I have no idea why, but he's known as Picapau and super popular. Who who knew? I mean, it's weird. <laughs> Uh, God, wasn't there a live-action Woody Woodpecker movie that they made in, like, Canada? Yes! Yes, <laughs> Eric Bowser was the voice of Woody. <laughs> I... The only two things I know about that is that Eric Bowser was the voice of Woody Woodpecker and Scott McNeil was one of the bad guys. What? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. How did I not know this? Because <laughs> no I Because I watched the video, like, a couple clips of it, and... One of the bumbling bad guys is Scott McNeil. And I'm like, oh, God, Scott, how far have you fallen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that's all right. But, yeah, you know, Picapao and Don Gato, you know, who knew? <laughs> just who knew? Like, it just it just makes no sense to me. It's like, you know, because Ben 10 is huge there, which is weird because it's like, you would think that it it being a huge property that they would invite the voice actors for for the cons, but eh, not really. <laughs> oh, 
They don't do that. Oh, that kind of sucks. I mean, I, I the only voice actor they uh, they they had from that show was Tara Strong back in like April of 2019 at like a convention there, and that was it. They're like, oh wow! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you got the titular character. You're welcome. <laughs> and um. But no, I'm um, in general like one of the things that frustrated me most about the con scene here is that I would like try my best to get in contact with every single team member that worked at the cons because that's how you that I've been told like many many times like you know you want a voice actor to come to a to come to a convention contact the team that works at that convention and see if they can book said voice actor and I tried so goddamn hard to get to get to get the voice actors to 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 come to come to to the area, and they're like, and the people telling me, and people kept telling me like, yeah, we'll consider it, or yeah, we 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 don't like bringing in voice actors because they're not a big draw, and I'm like, oh. what? <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, so that's dumb. really sad. Like it's so you dumb. Would you would think that because of the properties that they're in, which are, you know, I mean, I don't know how popular they are in Kuwait, but the ones that are, you would think that they would want to bring in the people who bring those characters to life to that place so that they can draw the fan base. That, yeah. No, uh, no, it's just another example of voice actors being underrated or undervalued in that sense. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's so weird because like they kept inviting you know big name stars because I mean that that's their that's their mentality. We're like, oh, we got to get big name stars, big name stars, big name stars, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you're you're wasting money getting like an Avengers person to come or like an or like an X Man or whatever to come to this convention where I'm like, you could have spent that money on. Like ten, like maybe five voice actors, and it would have been a lot mm-hmm. cheaper because they work. For... <laughs> Lamar, Jim Cummings, Tara Strong, <laughs> two other people. Yeah, you could have because they work for scale. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What most people don't know. Yeah, because I remember when I had Trevor Duvall on. He's like, you know, this is a great job, but there's no security in it. <laughs> yep, that's such as the life of a even such as the life of an actor. Actor, voice actor is like. Yeah, you're kind of in charge of that. But in fact, if you had told me when I was very new at this, when I was very, very green, if you told me that becoming a voice actor would involve becoming a freelancer and it's a gig economy and learning how to use tech and learning how to record from home, if you had told me basically 80% of what is involved in actually being a voice actor, if you had told me that all of that was involved at the start, I don't know that I would have chosen to go down this path i was just kind of happily naive i was very fascinated by animation i knew enough even as a, a child to know that there were people doing the voices and i was just kind of fascinated by it and i'd always kind of wanted to do it but you know life and circumstance happens and you don't get to pursue your dreams until there's a big shift which is what, kind of what happened with me but then also doing vo back then when they had their 10 guys is very different to doing vo now as I've discovered since in the past five or six years that I've been doing this, it's like, okay, this is, this is new territory. There's some things to learn. And I've had to stretch myself in terms of learning tech and recording and editing um, MP3s because I'm a bit of a technophobe. So yeah, it's still very much a learning curve. And if I could get rid of one thing, it would be the whole gig economy thing. 
Oh yeah, man. You gotta you gotta make sure your demo sounds great. You gotta make sure yeah uh, that that the files sound good enough and they're not compressed and uh, uh-huh. it's just so yeah. awful so awful or i just get other people who know more about that stuff to do it for me <laughs> <laughs> when i can afford to pay them it's like when i have the money i just be, here's the files do your magic yeah that's why it's well, that's why it helps to, to to know someone who's who's good in that field well, I, I i learned the hard way where it's like you know, I I hate editing. <laughs> I, I hate editing these <laughs> these episodes, mm-hmm. and I'm like, ah, does this sound good enough? Ah, maybe, maybe, maybe not. So I'm I just thought to myself, you know what? I'll just like, you know, screw it. I'll just like, I'll pay the subscription fee. I'll get Adobe Audition, and thank God I did, because Adobe Audition is just makes editing so much easier, so All much right. easier. <laughs> I have resisted getting that because of the whole subscription culture. I just, I just yeah, I to all these other things. I know. Uh, and also, I'm quite a simple person. I kind of my motto is K I S S. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's my philosophy with regards to recording voiceover from home. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like everyone, uh, this has been a recurring theme over the past year and a half now, where it's like some it, it, you really learned who was. Um, who was tech savvy and who wasn't come pan- when, pan- when the pandemic hit and everyone had to record from home. <laughs> ah, panic! What do I do? Does this go here? Help! Yeah, there was a, there was a lot of that. Um, <laughs> that was me at the start of my voiceover journey. In fact, I actually feel for a lot of the VOs who are not used to recording from home and had to, it was a learning curve for a lot of them and a very steep one. So I was just like, ah, I feel for these guys because I'm a technophobe at the best of times and it took me ages to kind of just get comfortable um, with my own process of doing that. Yeah, no, I, I don't blame you. Because when I first started, <laughs> I first started doing a podcasting. I'm like, oh, god, how do you edit this? Oh, god, this is awful. <laughs> 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 like trying to find the right program, trying to, god, it was a nightmare. Like. I'm so happy that Zoom gives you the option to just record straight up and mm-hmm. not like Skype where you had to get like three d- external part. software. Yeah, oh, yeah, God. yeah. That was me. I've got this other thing and it's like I have to make sure I pressed it and now it's recorded. Oh, what a faff, as we say in England. Yeah, it's just just the, just like, oh. Like and I and I resisted getting like on the Zoom bandwagon. I'm like, you know what? I I'm used to doing because because when you do something for a, a long time, you're like, I'm used to this. I'm used to this. I I don't need to to upgrade. I don't need to 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 um to change my ways. Everyone else is like, you know, can do their own thing. I'm gonna do my own thing. But um, as as the years went on, and as Microsoft has made it clear that they have no interest in updating skype and making it you know making it anything appealing and they're just trying to play catch up instead of like rebuilding it from the ground up i'm like okay fine we'll just switch to switch to zoom i guess i mean everyone else is doing it so why not i I don't know if you can't hear that in the background my housemate is blending something (laughs) it sounds like she's stopped now hopefully she's burning soup most likely this is this is another reason I want to get out and move into my own space. <laughs> Background noises. <laughs> oh, people. And podcast interviews. Oh, 
<laughs> like, I feel so sorry for people who have to record something and then like, okay, pause for sound. Okay, go. <laughs> pause for sound. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. Oh, I have a confession to make with regards to Zoom, funny enough. Um, ever since this whole pandemic started, I have never successfully sent someone a Zoom invite to talk. Every other, every conversation I've had on Zoom, someone has sent me something. I haven't figured it out. I tried it. <laughs> I botched it somehow. I tried it again. I botched it again. And I still haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm fine with Zoom, but my problem is like when I notice, like, oh, you gotta pay to, to get, uh -huh. to get, um, to get more than one person on the, the call. I'm like, ah, oh, god damn it! <laughs> like, why, why? Oh, I, I'm already like subscribed to, 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 to a whole lot of other stuff. I don't need to subscribe to this. <laughs> Oh, maybe that's why I haven't. I wasn't successful. I just haven't subscribed to it. I haven't given them money. That's why I haven't been able to do it. And I just, I just miss the days when, when one-time payments were a thing. Or just like, can I just buy yes. the product for one time, please? Yeah. So I don't. Can I not pay for this for the rest of my life? <laughs> why are you doing this? I'm just like, I, I'm just. I hope subscription culture peaks at some point because we are gonna get fatigued. So I'm just like. When is this thing going to peak? I can't. I'm just tired of paying for this thing for the rest of my life. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I remember someone on Twitter making a joke where they're like, well, you know, to deal with all these subscription issues with um, with uh, with streaming. What if we took the streaming services and put them on like a, a little box and, and we just had them be like channels and we can switch them between uh, them? Sound familiar? <laughs> Let's do that. Let's go back to that. <laughs> no, uh, true story. I remember talking to someone last year when there was like a when you know I was back in like full lockdown and I had nothing to do. I and we when we were still subscribed to satellite and I I I used to watch television again for the first time mm -hmm. in like years and I'm like, does it feel weird to you? Like I remember talking to sending someone a DM on Twitter saying like, does it feel weird to you that um. The, to to watch television again after all these years like of, of not watching it because it feels weird to me like I, i'm i'm so used to watching whatever i want whenever i want that the idea of of like flipping through channels to find something and 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 reminding myself when it's going to be on is just like it feels so surreal Nost <laughs> nostalgic <laughs> You have oh. to find what you're looking for. It's like, oh, this is what people back in the day used to do. Oh, wait, I'm that person back in the day who used <laughs> yeah. to do this. I, I even make the joke of like, you know, we used to have these things called t TVs and we used to watch all these shows on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because um, believe it or not, like a lot of younger people, like, and, and I say this as a 30-year-old my, myself, but um, I say this like not out of spite not out of being a boomer or whatnot but um a lot of young people nowadays aren't like the the concept of television is so foreign to them like they they're yeah. not they're not used to the idea of like wait there was a time where you couldn't watch anything you wanted <laughs> whenever you yes, wanted yes kid yes children there was that time i survived it 
because I remember talking to someone uh, when I had Zara Fuzzle on, and we we were talking about this, and 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 she's like, you know, people aren't used to, <laughs> aren't used to um, having to wait a week for ep- new episodes to drop anymore. They just want the whole thing in one go. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> it is so sad. I actually kind of this is. And this is this is me showing my age as well because I I'm not the kind of person who binges stuff on Netflix. I like to savor shows, or maybe I'll watch two tonight and then another two the next night. I don't kind of devour them in one sitting um, because I do actually kind of miss the whole oh what's going to happen next week? What's going to happen to this character? You know, there's it's that anticipation where it's like oh this is my show and I'm doing a journey with it and I don't want to miss it. You know, okay, record it on the TiVo or whatnot and. I do kind of miss that, but yeah, I am very aware that I, even as a 30 something year old person, I am very much showing my age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I said this on the episode as well, where it's like, I can't binge watch shows. I don't know how people do it. I just like watch maybe <laughs> like one or two episodes and that's it. Unless it's a show I really want to watch, I'll watch it all the way through, but that's very rare. That is so rare. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I came close with close enough, but I was, even that, I was just like, no, nah, I got to. I gotta have this in piecemeal. This is really funny, but I want to have time to digest the jokes. Oh, yeah, I, 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 especially the first season because the first season the jokes are like way faster than the second season. So, <laughs> <you know? laughs> just goes yeah, by the flash, not... and you're like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? What just happened? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a binger. I don't. I don't know. I just. I like to savor stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's why, like you know children's animation is 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 the one that still gets it i mean some shows still get it right like simpsons and family guy and whatnot where they have like weekly episodes and and i'm like yeah that that's how you should do it you shouldn't just like yeah drop the entire season in one go just like take your time with it you know <laughs> you know tease it out a little bit just tease it out <laughs> yeah accomplish once once every week you know just just to keep us on our toes <laughs> yeah i mean especially if you're telling a, a long overarching story you just want it to be you don't want to be you don't want it to be told in like one go you just want to you know keep people interested saying oh man you know what's going to yeah. happen next week you know i can't wait <laughs> exactly that is how you pull it in because the thing is when you drop a whole season you can devour it in a day and that's it and then, and then it's like oh I just devoured this. Now what? Now what? I gotta wait for another show to drop another season. It's like the moment's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then you realize, oh man, I, it's over. Oh crap! Now we gotta wait another year for the next season. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Assuming there's another season, if COVID hasn't been oh, in production. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because most shows these days barely survive the second seasons you know if it's you know if you do well and you get to the third it's like you're killing it oh yeah now no, get better get used to the fact that it's only gonna that all all these new shows are gonna be like only two or three seasons long because that's that's enough for streaming apparently and there, there you go that's enough oh, content for streaming we don't need any more <laughs> yeah well to be fair with there is a there is more content on streaming now that i am than I can actually watch. And even for the most hardcore binger, there is more stuff collectively on all these platforms than they can actually watch. Because you're not going to want to watch everything. You know, you're not going to be interested in everything. And the stuff you are interested in is what you're going to watch. 
And but even that, you can't watch at all. Yeah. And sometimes if you want to watch something legally and support the creators, you can't. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, <laughs> God damn it. Damn it. Uh, I really want to support this guy. Uh, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> Unless, of course, you're someone who's like, well, you know, it's okay to pirate the show. Just watch it legally. So <laughs> Just watch it legally. <laughs> yeah, just, just make sure you watch it legally after you're done pirating it. <laughs> Did you know about um, this happened with a regular show where they were streaming on Netflix for a bit and then people were downloading illegal episodes and then they actually created this character, Streamy. I don't know if you knew about Oh, this. Streaming, the last one of the last antagonists <laughs> of, the, yes! of the show. <laughs> I, I haven't seen that episode. A friend of mine was telling me about it. I was just like, what, they made a character called Streamy? I was like, yeah, it was one of these guys and he was kind of telling us off for illegally downloading this stuff because you bitches wouldn't support the creators and this is what we have to do <laughs> and now, i was like that's that, and then she was like oh yeah actually yeah i, I feel bad now <laughs> that was that was a kick in the gut <laughs> no no i remember that episode and and they did bring bring back a, a villain called streaming where they're like oh you know and digital uh, uh, physical media was great but streaming didn't care streaming was just on all the time <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how you really feel, JC. Tell me how you really feel. Ah, that uh, that's funny. Gosh. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I think we've talked enough about stuff, and people are probably getting bored now. And yeah. you know. there was a smattering of voiceover stuff in there somewhere. <laughs> you, you know, listen back to it. You'll pick it up. You know, it'll it's be useful for something. It's a, it's about the hang, not about voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway. It was so cool hanging with, out with you, Abdullah. You know, thanks thanks for having me oh, on your, God. your pod. We need to do this more often because it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know, if you feel like you want to drag me back again, you know, feel free to hit me up <laughs> in the future. <laughs> We're like, oh, I haven't, I don't have a lot of content. Oh, there was this guy named Izzy. Yeah, I'll, I'll bother him and see if he's, <laughs> if he's not doing anything or if the pandemic hasn't killed him. Like, yeah, I'll hit him up again. Yeah, all right. Um, before we go, any last words you want to leave on a high note or what have you? <laughs> on a high note? Oh, gosh. What do I want to say? Um, you know, it's funny. The one thing that's been kind of keeping me going in all of this, even with all the crap and the just the the mental gymnastics I've had to go through is, you know, I've had these teeny tiny little glimmers of hope, and you know, hope is there if you look for it. You know, whether it's you know the sun coming through my this is gonna get really cheesy, just the sun coming through my window, the sun setting. You know, there's just these it's, it's all these little little blessings that I've noticed have popped up in my life, and that's kind of what I hold on to. And you know, we're kind of going in a positive direction with all the whole vaccine business, you know, even though in certain areas it's taking longer than it should, but, you know, yeah, hope is an anchor. If I, if I can just sum it up that way, you know, keep looking for that, keep looking for hope wherever in whatever little strands you can find it. Because last year on Twitter, I was just like, when I first heard they were developing a vaccine, I was just like, damn it. It's a slither of hope, but I'll take it. And this was like in, I think it was, may or something like that may june i was just and they were just starting to develop the vaccine i was like damn it i'll take it fast forward to now it's rolling out like hotcakes and i'm like okay it's time 
hold on to hope is what I will say. That was a very long-winded way of wrapping this up. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Take care and stay safe. And I hope that you um, get fully vaxxed soon. <laughs> Likewise. I hope you get your, your second dose as well. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Adios.